Hello, everybody. Welcome to the bonus edition of Winners and Winers Radio. This is going to be week four of college football. I am your host, Scott Steen, and of course, I am the lead handicapper at winnersandwinners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwinners.com. And together, we make up Winners and Winners Radio. We do a daily show. You guys make sure you check out that. And of course, then we add little bonus episodes every weekend where we look at the top 25 in college football. And of course, we do every NFL game on the board on our NFL show. And the best part about this guy, we throw in our three best plays. So for college, you mean? For college. That's right. We we do our one best play for for the NFL because there's obviously not as many games. But there's a plethora of college games. The world is your oyster. It is a smorgasbord of goodness, Scott. So it should be no problem to come up with three plays. All right, my friend, how's it uh, going for you? I know you're getting ready as we record this, by the way, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon. Scott's getting ready to fly to fabulous Las Vegas on Friday. You excited? Yeah, I'm thrilled. College football Saturday. That's why we're talking about the game, and I'm watching MMA. That really is about the best weekend. You spend the day in the sports book betting on college football. You spend the night at the MMA fights. You go out, you shoot a little dice, you get hammered, and you get up the next day, you stagger down to the sports book with your sunglasses, 10 a.m., NFL starts all day Sunday. Well, you forgot about the uh, hungover YouTube video that I'm filming at like 2 a.m. that night. I did forget about that. So yeah. that'll, be, that'll be great for all of your viewers on our YouTube channel. Make sure you keep an eye out for Scott's well-thought-out, well-reasoned, and professionally-done pick on I'll, I'll remember to do the research when I'm sober. Very good. Very good. All right, but well, let's get started. As we always do, let's recap how we did last week. Christine, and we each went two and one, sir, as you had a winner on Troy and Michigan State. Boise State. Boo. Could, couldn't Boo. do it. Ref ball. Kind of a uh, kind of a bad beat there, Scott, as they should have had that scoop and score. That should have counted. Of course, that was my one of my plays of the day as I did the deep three over there, so I didn't care to see that one go that way either. So you go two and one, that brings you to four, four and one on the season. And meanwhile, I went two and one as well. And I had the Presbyterian Campbell over 63, wink, wink, uh, Stanford minus 13. And I should have known better. I, I have only myself to blame. I bet on KU plus 18, horrible, terrible, absolutely dreadful bet. And I should have known better than to trust KU. So that put me at two and one on the week. Overall, six and three on the young college football season. So, you ready for another week? Yep, let's do it. All right, we're going to go through the top 25, and then we will be back with our best plays of the week. So, let's get rolling with the newly anointed number 25 team in the nation, Scott. It is the Kansas State Wildcats. Woohoo! The Little Apple's finest travel down to Stillwater. Take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Cowboys, home favorite here, minus six. And 46 is your total. Well, Scott, you know, K-State is my team. I had no faith in them last week against Nevada with their second-string quarterback, a guy they had anointed Bad Howard in there. And Howard actually looked competent. Um, Of course, Deuce did his thing, the best little scat back you've probably never heard of. What does he remind you of? He reminds me a little bit of like a Philip Lindsay type. He's a Sproles. He's, he's you think he's a full you think he's a full Sproles? He's like five foot four and shifty. Yeah, do, yeah. Deuce Vaughn is Sproles. I didn't realize he was that small. 
Uh, maybe like five six. But I, he, I said Lindsey, but I, he does run a little bit tougher in the tackles than guys usually do with his size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he breaks some tackles. He's he's not a he's not a guy that's easy to bring down with with one man. So he'll be in the NFL as long as I think so. I, I think uh, he'll be he'll have a role as a third down back or something like that in the NFL. They haven't used him much in punt return or kick return yet, so he doesn't have that skill set. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to develop it as his career goes on. He's just a sophomore, of course. So. Having said all that, I've got to go with Oklahoma State here, Scott. I think they showed a lot against Boise last week. You can argue whether they actually won the game or not, but they certainly played well enough to stick with them. This K-State team hasn't been great uh, away from Manhattan so far this year, even though they are 3-0 and on the year. I think Oklahoma State takes care of business here. I've got the Cowboys minus six. Well, I mentioned this in last week's video where I said, if you have an unranked team favored against a ranked team, take the unranked team because usually they end up getting it done. That applied last week with the West Virginia, Virginia tech game. West Virginia was coasting, almost blew the game, but they covered in the end. I'm going to stick with the trend there. I'm going to take Oklahoma state minus the six. I'm not exactly thrilled with the lying six with Oklahoma state because I'm not a big fan of Sanders as a quarterback and the offense has been limited, but I do think it's pretty telling the unranked team is laying six against the brand new ranked team. That's pretty telling to me. I think Oklahoma State wins by probably ten points. That sounds that sounds about right. I, I so just to just to reiterate that trend, you have an unranked. Is it home team only? I believe it's really anything, but of course it works a lot better at home. Okay, so if you have it, th- I thought you said last week that it was a home team, but if you have an unranked team, well, last week it applied to a home team, but yes. So if you have an unranked team that is a dog, always an unranked team that is favored against the ranked team. A, an unranked team that is favored against the ranked team take the take the lay the points is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, very good. As far as the total goes, Scott, I think we're going to see a little less defense than anticipated. I've got the over 46. That's just, just seems that number seems about three points low. It's really hard for me to gauge this total because Oklahoma State's game last week against Boise had 40-something points in the first half and zero points in the second half. So A couple, really sure. couple of bad beats in that game for sure. Yeah, so I'm not really sure what exactly happened there, but Oklahoma State's defense has been pretty good. I know that Sanders wants to try to run the ball along with Warren. Uh, they've struggled earlier in the year, but they were pretty good against Boise doing it. I am a little bit concerned about them trying to just run clock. Same thing with Kansas State. They like to run the ball. Howard's not exactly a big thrower. I'm going to lean to the under but I'm not thrilled by it. I think you'll probably end up seeing a, I'm going to go ahead and say 27-17 game. Okay. All right. Very good. And I think we're going to be, oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 30-21, something like that. Okay. I'm just not sure if Kansas State's actually going to score that many points against a decent defense. We'll see. That's legit. Yeah. That's, 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 that's That's a very valid concern, especially away from home. So. All right, number 24, UCLA hits the road heading up to Palo Alto to take on the Stanford Trees. UCLA, after a disappointing game last week against Fresno State, they're laying five to Stanford, Scott. They are, unlike K-State, they are going, going, almost gone out of the top 25, hanging on by their fingernails. Stanford changed quarterbacks, changed their season, my friend. They looked awful against uh, Kansas State to open the year. McKee is pretty good. But McKee is definitely a step up at the quarterback position. 
I've got to I've got the Cardinal here in an upset, my friend. I don't hate that. I mean, you're looking at a UCLA team that lost an absolute war against Fresno. I don't know if Fresno is ever going to be ranked this season. They might be a top 25 team in the country. That team's just very good. So yeah. UCLA gave it a run for their money. Defense wasn't great. My favorite play in this is the over because Stanford played against Vandy. I know you had that game. Vandy did move the ball. I don't want to say easily for the entire game, but for about two and a half quarters, they moved the ball pretty well. I think you're going to see points in this game. I like the over, but I do agree with you. I am very attracted in the home dog here that just beat USC, just beat Vandy. I know Vandy's bad, but the point is Stanford has looked like a different team with the new quarterback. I like the over. I think you'll see a track meet, and I'm going to take the dog. I like that we have a week between the USC game and the UCLA game. I like that there was a palate cleanser there in between. Uh, where they don't have to where you, you're looking at a letdown spot I like that game that they got to play against Vanderbilt and they didn't they didn't look ideal but you know they they look like they were kind of playing with their food there especially in the second half but well UCLA's defense looked good for about the first week and they played actual offenses and you remember Chip Kelly's the coach so I can't take an under in their games I got all right. the over yeah I, I totally I totally agree I'm with I'm the over there with you too I think you and I are riding the same the same horse in that one Scott, Georgia State heading to Auburn. Number 23-ranked Tigers laying 27 at home, and 57 is the total. What do we make of this Georgia State team so far, buddy? I think this defense is terrible. I feel like that's the main takeaway. Now, Quad Brown uh, is, a, would say, a mediocre group of five quarterback. I don't think he's really amazing by any means, but the defense has been god-awful. I'm trying to find out another way to put it. It sounds harsh, but it's true. They've played two FBS teams, give up 43 points to Army and 59 points to North Carolina, beat Charlotte 20 to 9, but Charlotte's nothing really to write home about. Now they're playing Auburn off a loss against Penn State. I saw Auburn kill Akron and Alabama State. I know Georgia State's better than those two teams, but damn, Auburn should be pissed off about, about what happened over the weekend. I think Auburn kills this team. You? Yeah, I'm really tempted. I because you know you know me. I don't like Bo Nix. I don't really like this Auburn team. I, I don't think. like Bo Nix against competent defenses. But yeah, Georgia State can easily problem. give up fifty. See, and you know, but I also don't really know what we have for sure with that defense. You give up forty-three to Army. You give up over three hundred yards on on the ground. Guess what? Everybody else does too. You also had a full off season to prepare for it, but Army is good this year. But then you and then you give. What? But how do you? But how do you? How do you run? your scout squad for army scott uh no idea i mean they do it but they're not doing it nearly at the level that army is able to pull it off so it's a that's a unique deal and then they play unc unc is just good top 10 passing offense in the nation maybe it showed i'm gonna consider week one a fluke against virginia tech that offense is just very good yeah so now you see so now you see one of the best running offenses in the nation and you see one of the best passing offenses in the nation so now you're playing against the team that really isn't either Having said that, 27, yeah, not quite enough. Not I, don't know if I, I don't know if I can say not really good at either because Auburn, including the Penn State game where they only scored 20 points, scored 60 against Akron and 62 against Alabama State. They're averaging over 500 yards per game. That means Auburn's nothing. really good offensively against awful teams. Yeah, I think Georgia State's not a good team. So I, I have to like the over because I think Auburn scores 50-plus here. I think Auburn's going to be pretty – I don't want to say motivated for this game, but they're going to be pissed off and they're going to take it out on somebody. 
Well, this really comes down to whether you think Georgia State can put up 20 points as far as, as, far as the total goes for me. I do not. All right. All right. You, but you still like the over. Yeah, I think Auburn drops 50. You think Auburn, you think Auburn drops 50? Yeah, I think they drop 45 to 50. Well, I can't, I can't lay 27 and then take the under. <laughs> it's just I don't like to thread the needle like that. Just by default, I'll go ahead and play the over as well. I don't, I don't, love, I don't love either aspect of this game. Total 57 sounds way too low to me. Well, we'll see. You know, a lot of times it's hard to hit. It's hard to hit totals when only one team scores. But just saying, when you've played two out of conference game, you when you played two games against bottom feeders, Georgia State's still better. But you're averaging over sixty points per game in those games. I can't take an under. <laughs> I, I can't do it. All right, fair enough. So here's a game that we normally wouldn't be able to do because it's going to be played on Friday night. But because we're going to get this up early, we'll uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk about it. It's going to be the UNLV Rebels. Against the Fresno State Bulldogs, this game is going to be in Fresno. Not the running Rebels, though. Not the running Rebels. The running Rebels only for basketball. You only run in basketball. By the way, I was this many years old when I found that out, Scott. I found that out about like a week ago. I know you mentioned it. That's why yeah. I'm mentioning it again. It's a callback. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I've got... 30 and a half. Is that what you see? Yeah, I see 30 and a half and a total of about 59 and a half. 59 and a half. It's a good Fresno State team. You and I, you and I talked the other day, kind of tongue in cheek, but not really about whether this Fresno team is one of the best teams. We said west of the Mississippi, but that really covers too I, much. I, I just made it easier. I said group of five. I think yeah. they're easily a top three, top five group of five team. Do you consider, you consider BYU a group of five team? Yeah. Do you? Then again, by that logic, arguably Notre Dame's a group of five team because they're also. Well, that's the thing. That's that that's that's what I'm saying because you've got teams that mm-hmm. try to play bigger than their spot. So it's tricky, but yeah, I I do, especially for the Mountain West, which is one of the best group of five conferences every year. But do you think Fresno State is better than BYU? I think it's very close. I I can't tell. I'm gonna go with BYU for now because okay. BYU did beat two ranked teams. Now I don't know how good Arizona State is. I don't know how good Utah is, and Charlie Brewer didn't know either because he left the program after three games. So I'm not exactly sure what to think of those two teams. But BYU, I think if they would match up, would just dominate up front because their offensive linemen are about, what are they, 35? <laughs> yeah. They've, so they've, I, I think they'd find a way to win that one. They all go on their missions. They come back in their mid-20s. Like, mm-hmm. what is football now? <laughs> okay, great. You know, I – you know it's not going to be a successful strategy to lay in these gigantic numbers all over the place. Well, it depends, because if you're focusing on talent, Fresno should cover. But if you think there's a hangover spot after beating UCLA on the road last week, then they might sleepwalk through this game. See, and that's that's certainly a possibility. But having said that, this this UNLV team is so bad. They're terrible. They are so, so very bad. Now – Fresno State has to go to Hawaii next week. Mahalo. <laughs> but, you know, that's always an interesting spot. Does that cause a look ahead in your, in your opinion? No, I don't think it does because you have to remember that even if there is a hypothetical look ahead, teams really rarely look past their first conference game of the year. This is Fresno's first conference game of the year. Right. I think they'll be ready to go. It's a home game, conference play, at night. I think they'll be ready to roll. You? 
Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't in good conscience take UNLV in this spot. There's, there's some, there's some dogs I would consider backing. I consider backing Georgia State. How the hell did he give up 48 points to Iowa State? Come on. Yeah, I know. 48 points. I know we thought they'd be decent earlier this year offensively. I was never a big Purdy guy, but that offense get, scored what 20 points, 17 points against Northern Iowa. Give up 48 points. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the thing you keep looking. You're looking at that Iowa State game, and they just abused UNLV. I, I thought they might have something for them. I think, I think on our show, I think on the show, I took UNLV plus the points there, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you did because we both thought that Iowa State would struggle to score enough points, but yeah. that turned out to not be the case. I'm going to take Fresno minus the 30, 30 and a half. However, kind of a bit of a hot take here. I also like the under, mostly just because I think Fresno is going to score 40. But are, you're asking me, do I think that? UCLA, not UCLA, UNLV is going to score double-digit points. I am not going to gamble on that. So I'm going to go with a no and take the under. See, that's the thing. This is a, this is a UNLV team that put up 33 on Eastern Washington. You're like, well, okay, maybe they can score a little. I'm talking about 33 double overtime. So in regulation, they put up well less than 33. Uh, did they score a lot in double? I can't remember. Wasn't that, wasn't that a, sh- no, they did score a lot. They had in the, they had the, they had the uh, two point conversion added, fails. They yep, scored two yep. touchdowns. They added 13 in overtime. You're correct. So they only put up 20 in that game. They had six I, points. I, that going makes me in, feel better. I forgot that was double overtime. UNLV for the record had six points going into the fourth quarter of that game. Finished with 20 in regulation. And they put up, and they, and they put up just 10 against Arizona state, put up three, like we mentioned against Iowa state. Now Fresno's defense is probably not as good as those two teams. But UNLV's offense is just so broken. That program is awful. They're on the road now. I think Fresno wins, calls off the dogs. Uh, yeah, 45 to 3. Is Fresno State a better team than Arizona State? Truth is, unpopular opinion, yeah. But then again, we both think the Pac-12 was overrated. We were never into Arizona State this year. I think Herner's a lot better than Daniels. Yeah, that's not that much. Impressive. Yeah, that Hainer kid can can flat throw the ball. I think Ronnie Rivers is one of the most underrated running backs in the country. Yep, agreed. And there's another guy that's going to be playing on Sunday. Yep, you should agree with that. You know, I'm with you. We're gonna. I know we're gonna split here at some point. Well, we did, I guess, on the on the K State OK State total. But other than that, we've been in concert. But I, I just, I honestly don't see where the the points are coming from. I think UNLV is going to struggle to put up 14. Yeah. And if they, if they if they don't get more than that, there's no way. I don't think this hits. Uh, I got that's how I feel 58 and a half too in fact I probably like the under better than I like Fresno State to cover uh yeah I can understand that too UNC traveling Atlanta take on the newly resurgent Georgia Tech rambling wreck gave Clemson all they wanted last week Scott I watched that game earlier today Clemson had their hands full uh I I feel bad for you you sat through and watched that game voluntarily yeah it's part of my job buddy I'm 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 joking the game was just terrible to watch you also had like an hour lightning delay in there. Well, they cut through that. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, North Carolina minus 12, 63 is the number here. Scott, is Georgia Tech finally finding their footing? I would say no. I think defensively they are. I think offensively they still have problems. I'm taking North Carolina just because this team offensively, we saw them against Virginia. Now, I know the defense stunk as as uh, Virginia's quarterback threw for about – I don't know, 900 yards in that game, 554, yeah. I believe. Oh, but very... anyway, point is North Carolina, I think is good enough to score five touchdowns minimum against anybody. 
and Georgia Tech. I know North Carolina's offense isn't very good. Defense isn't very good. I don't think Georgia Tech's offense is that good. So I'm going to take North Carolina. I think that this team's going to score enough to win this game handily. Georgia Tech will do Georgia Tech things. Well, they'll turn the ball over, a couple of really stupid fumbles at some point. And I think North Carolina wins by at least two touchdowns. You? Grind, grind, grind. That's what this, that's what this game is going to be. I think That's what I it think, should be. If it's not a grind, Georgia Tech's going to lose by 40. That's right. I think, I think that game last week has given Georgia Tech confidence. They come home. The crowd's going to be fired up. I've got the complete opposite that you do, Scott. I'm going to take Georgia Tech and the under. I'll take the 12 points and the under 63. I'm still looking at the under. I, okay. I don't think, I don't oh, think Georgia Tech's going to score. Oh, okay. I, right. I think Georgia Tech will do okay. I think they might score 20. But I'm looking at a game that might end up 38 to 20. So I think that Georgia Tech's offense really isn't that good, in my opinion. And I think North Carolina will score enough to win the game and cover. But I think they'll eventually start running the ball a lot in the fourth quarter to try to milk the clock. I just keep thinking back to the, that Clemson offense that put up 14 on Georgia Tech at home. I, I think Clemson's offense might just stink. So okay. maybe I'm just really low in that Clemson team, but I've seen them be terrible multiple times offensively. Good performance by Georgia Tech because of the Clemson name brand. But this isn't a normal Clemson year. This team is just not as good as it was in previous years. You're right. You're right. And that's that certainly is becoming evident. Is it possible they lose a conference game or two? Uh, I actually think NC State, who we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. might be a little live in this game over the weekend. But you know what? Yeah, I think they'll lose a conference game. Okay. I'm just not impressed by this Clemson team at all. No, I agree. I agree. All right. So, and by the way, keep an eye on these lines because I did the, I did this sheet like two days ago. That's why so I keep I keep uh, saying what lines I have if I find anything different. There, there could have been change. Like I had on the uh, on the uh, Fresno State game, I originally had that at thirty eight and a half. Okay. So I, I know that was an early tester line. So just keep keep an eye on that for me. All right. So we're heading we're heading to. Um, Wait, you're saying the Fresno line dropped eight points? Yeah. Either that, or I, either that or I put it in wrong. But I, okay, you know, that's I, interesting. I usually double-check my stuff. Now, it doesn't show opening that where that number anywhere. Okay, fair, fair enough. That was just one that kind of jumped off the page where I just had to look back for a second. Yep. Cool. Anyway, we can carry on. <laughs> All right. So, we're heading, to, uh, we're heading to Michigan, Scott, right about, right, right, right about here. On the, on the, if you know where that – right about here is where it is. Mm-hmm. You do that with the thumb? I heard it's right by Lake Michigan. It's – Yes, it's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. So it's Michigan State minus five at home against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska went to Norman last week, gave Oklahoma um, yeah, not all they wanted, but they certainly gave them a little bit. Oklahoma struggled to score, struggled to cover. Surprise, Spencer Rattler isn't that good. Where have we heard that before, Scott? I believe from us for the last couple months. Yep. Yep. We've been on that for a while now. So. I like this Michigan State. I, w- I had them last week to win outright against Miami, and that's exactly what they did. I don't see any reason they slow down here. I think five is a gift. I took Michigan State plus the points last week. I also had a sprinkle on the money line personally. Kenneth Walker is so damn good as a yep. running back. Yep. He's unbelievable. Like, he's going to be a starter in the NFL. He's something else. But Nebraska, I like the defense. I'm not a Martinez guy. I don't think really anybody's a Martinez guy at this point besides maybe his father. But I'm looking at the under. 
I, at the end of the day, Michigan State's going to want to run the ball. I can't say that I'm thrilled with how Thorns looked in the pocket. I think that he's okay, but they mostly want to run the ball. Nebraska's defense has been sturdy. It's the offense that hasn't been that great. This total seems too high to me. I agree. I'll take Michigan State in East Lansing to win this game by at least a touchdown. Having said that, I do think it'll be low scoring. I think Nebraska might score less than 20 points here, so I like the under. Yeah, I would I would uh, certainly take a sprinkle on Nebraska scoring less than 20 points, which is probably going to be, well, let's see, a 26 and 5. It's, that's going to be right around your team total. Yeah, I don't think they get there, so I like the under. Yep, I'm with you. A surprising Rutgers team heads to Ann Arbor to take on a surprising Michigan team, Scott. Michigan State 20, Michigan 19. Ah, oh, isn't that cute? Michigan, 20-and-a-half-point favorites over the Knights. 49-and-a-half is the number in this one. Scott, what do you have here? I like the over, and I'm taking Michigan. Now, I know Rutgers is 3-0, and but I have to point out just the complete lack of competition. They beat Temple at home, Syracuse on the road, and Delaware at home. Congrats. Like, you, I don't even know what else to say about that. Like, your stats are fine completely because of bottom feeder competition. Now you're facing off against Michigan. I know Michigan's competition hasn't been great, great, but Western Michigan, apparently a decent team because they beat Pittsburgh on the road last week. Michigan won that game by 34. Played Washington, who was ranked preseason, ended up winning that game by 21, and killed Northern Illinois. Not a good team, but they did beat Georgia Tech in week one, and they won 63-10. to I can't take an under if Michigan might actually score 50 points by themselves. So I'm going to go with Michigan because I just think that they've played the better competition. And I actually like this Michigan team. I think that Corum's a great running back. Uh, I think that they have a pretty underrated quarterback, though, uh, in Cade uh, McNamara. I think he was pretty good. And Rutgers, until they actually play a real opponent, I'm going to assume they're going to get buried because that's the Rutgers I've known for the last 15 years. So I'll go with Michigan in the over. Well, the thing is, can Rutgers stomp the run? Scott, we don't really know because we haven't seen a real rushing attack go at them. That's what I'm saying. So everything about Rutgers' stats that you can look at, I don't want to say you can throw them out the window, but you kind of have to throw them out the window because your best wins against Syracuse, and now you're facing off against a top-20 team in the country. Yeah, and I try not to get caught up in this trap of thinking, well, you know, Michigan covered the number against teams that are better than Rutgers, so therefore they're going to cover. It's a little hard to – That's not about the Rutgers basis, but sometimes. I just think Michigan's undervalued. I just think Michigan is actually a really good team, and people are so used to the stigma of, oh, Harbaugh's team's going to lose three or something games. They're going to underachieve. This team's just good. Like, I think Corum's a very, very good running back. Well, that's what they, that's what they are. They're you know they've got McNamara quarterback. I like him too. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's a, he's a solid guy. He doesn't they they don't throw a lot. He's you know he's thrown just thirty seven passes in three games. So this is a run first, run second, run third team. And they're averaging seven seven point two yards per carry. Scott, why wouldn't you run the ball? Michigan's averaging three hundred and fifty point three rushing yards per game. Yeah, which is Corm, just disgusting. Corms at Corms at eight and a half. He's your leading ball carrier. Um, Hassan Has- uh, Haskins, they sh- basically share the t- – he's 5'7", and then your next guy is Donovan Edwards at 7.8. So your top guys are averaging 5'7 or better. 
I don't know how Rutgers stops that. I really don't. I don't uh, either. And you know, Shiano, if it gets desperate, might call a fake punt or something. He'll he'll try to stretch out the playbook as he usually does, which could lead to a short field or maybe even a long, ridiculous special teams touchdown. But I like the over. And until Michigan has a letdown, I'm going to keep backing them because this team's good. Well, I'm going to play. I'm going to play the under because this is this is a team that's played three teams uh, and given up a total of 34 points in those in those three games. And I'm not sure any of those teams. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I think Rutgers is better than Western Michigan. <sighs> probably, but probably not by much. So I just know, think I think Michigan's going to do most of the lifting, but I think they'll yeah. do enough. You know what? Give me give me seventeen for Rutgers. I still don't think they get to forty nine and a half. I'm I'm gonna play the under. You see, you got the, you got the other side there. I like the over. I think Michigan's gonna score forty plus. Okay, you just think everybody's gonna score forty plus, don't you? I just think this Michigan team is very good, and I don't think Rutgers is gonna stop the run. Okay, fair enough. And you have Michigan as well. I will yeah. mark them down accordingly. All right. How do they always end up in the top 20? They're always playing somebody in the top 25, Scott. It's UMass. It's Coastal. Coastal minus 36 at home. 66 and a half is the total. Okay. This is a complete pass for the record, but we got to talk about it. It's a first half play for me. It's a first half. You want to play Coastal minus what, 21, 20 20 and a half? I tried that with Boston College and it bit me, but – I can't hate that play. Coastal had a pretty close game against Buffalo last week, but we know Coastal can really do whatever it wants offensively whenever it wants to. Unleash McCall, please. Let him throw seven touchdowns in a game one time. But UMass has actually not been atrocious, atrocious. They're not good, but I remember them being a lot worse. Let's put it that way. They used to be interchangeable with UConn, and now they're not. Yeah, they're they're definitely better than UConn at this point. Right. Right, but, so I guess that's something. But they scored 28 points against Boston College, scored 28 against Eastern Michigan. I actually like the over. I think Eastern. I think that UMass can maybe contribute a couple of touchdowns, and this is going to bring back some PTSD for you. It reminds me of the Coastal Citadel game, where I feel like UMass is going to be covering the number, and can Coastal score a garbage time touchdown? Right. I feel like that's what the game's going to come down to. So hold my nose. I'll take Coastal on principle, okay. but I'm looking at the over. You? It's really a terrible spot. Like, it's it's so brutal to find anything on this game. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going you to want, take – You want UMass plus I'm, points. I'm going to take UMass plus 30. And it's really, for me, it's the key. It's 36. If it was 35, I'd That's probably fair. take Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal Carolina wins by 35. I'm – I don't think they can get there on the total. I don't. I, I, I was don't. inching there, and then I eventually copped out. Yeah. Okay. So you've got the over. I got the over, but it's kind of like a hedge because I think UMass might score. But yeah, I'll take UMass. I'll take Coastal and the over. This is gonna. Is, this is gonna be the second half. Is gonna be like a preseason game in the NFL. You, you're gonna see guys that aren't even on your sheet. Uh, Pretty much. All right, stick to the halftime play there, kids. Figure out what you like in that game. Total side, play the half, play the first half, because the, the second half is going to be off the rails. That's what Pretty I'm much. saying. Let's talk about this BYU team, Scott. They're number 15. They are hosting doubles. South Florida's heading to town. BYU minus 23, 53 and a half is the total here for the Storm and Mormons. What do you like? 
I do think that the spread is interesting because BYU's offense has been really underwhelming this season. They played Utah and Arizona State, good defenses. They also struggled offensively against Arizona, and Arizona lost to Northern Arizona. So I'm kind of concerned by that performance. The defense is great. We know this. We know that BYU is a physical team. They should dominate up front. South Florida finally has a quarterback who they might actually like. He might not be good, but at least they like him. So I guess it's a step in the right direction. But I'm going to be looking at – I guess it's going to be my hot take. I'm taking South Florida plus the points. I'm not exactly thrilled with the South Florida team because why would you be? But BYU, after winning those games, I do think is going to have a bit of a letdown here. They'll win, but do I really think after winning back-to-back games against ranked teams in Provo, they're going to be pumped for a game against South Florida? No. I think South Florida will cover. I think BYU probably wins by 21. I'm going to look at the under, though, because BYU has played some low-scoring games this year. Now, who's the quarterback that, you, that you're a fan of? That- I didn't say I was a fan of him, but McLean is the guy that South Florida is trying to promote now as the starting quarterback. Okay. Who has some mobility, so maybe he can pick up some games by himself. But we'll see. The South Florida team hung around a little bit around the number with Florida. I believe they covered in the end. McLean can run, but BYU will force some turnovers. I just think BYU is going to open up a lead and take a nap for the pretty much two quarters. Well, that's what Florida did, and Fl- Florida Florida let me down. I'm going to reward the Bulls by picking them this week. Um, yeah, I think it stays. I think it stays lower scoring than people think. I'm going to play the under there as well. Is that what you, you said? You're on, going to play the under? Yeah, I like the under. Okay. Plus, I don't know if it counts as a rivalry game, but BYU plays at Utah State next week. Is there any in-state type of look-ahead situation there? Because Utah State has been better than people thought this year. They're no. still not a powerhouse by any means. No. Do you look ahead to a game like that? No. I don't know, because you have no conference games. That's why I'm asking. How many rivalry games do you actually have every year? That's it. You have Utah, and I'm assuming since you have Utah, maybe Utah State. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know many games you have there for rivalry purposes. Well, I think to have a rivalry, you have to have one side be competent. And Utah State hasn't been competent for a while, so I, I think you I can think, say that. But Utah State is three and zero. I know they are. I know they're they're. I'm just saying for a while before this season. No, I like Utah State this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't another know, team. But... That, another team that has a transfer quarterback and a, and a transfer coach uh, that's really doing well. That game against Air Force was a lot of fun, by the way. Yeah, I agree. All right, so you and I are on the same side there. The South Florida Bulls and the under fifty three and a half there. Don't, against don't try this at home, kids. Oh, by the way, um, and, and you know what, Scott? I wanted to say something because you didn't think it was uh, bragworthy. Oh no, that was the NFL because I was—I didn't talk about our record. We did—we did okay last week. You want to save that for the NFL show? Um, we'll do—we'll do—we'll we'll talk about the NFL. But I was going to look—I was just going to give our college record here, and I—I and I will oh, do. Oh, okay, I thought you meant our NFL. I got really confused what you were talking about for a second. No, well. I was thinking we were 500, but we're yeah, not. Well, we did, well, we did uh, every game for the top 25, and we both right. were up, so that's a good sign. Yeah, we came out 11-9-1. Um, uh, I was on the side. It's 12-6-3 on the totals, and you were 10-10-1 straight up or on the, on the sides, and you were 14-4-3 on the totals, dominating <laughs> the totals performances. So, Anyway, um, and we were we were about 500 in week two. That's the first week I started tracking. So I forgot what the overall percentage was for both of us because I know you just mentioned the numbers. It's over right. 53%. Yeah, that's and, and you know, and 
And, you know, I think when you, you talk about doing every game, because some of the, a lot of these are leans. Are they're, pain, they're painful. We're not. They're, like we're including the coastal UMass leans. Like there are some right. really bad games that we're talking about. Right. They're, they're games that we're not going to give out to our clients. We're not going to give out as official plays on the air. We're not going to do bet the farm. We're not going to play them with our own money, but they're on the board. So we're going to give you our best thoughts. But yeah. So, you know, I, I, if we go 500 doing every top 25 game, I'm going to be super happy with that. I'm just saying. I strive for 54% or higher. I understand. If you can, if you can beat the 52.38, you're all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Iowa State, Scott, travels to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. Iowa State ranked number 14 in the country. They're the road favorite. Seven points. 47 and a half is the total. Man, a lot of NFL totals this week. A lot of in, a lot of in the 40s. Iowa State, uh, you know, I don't know what we have here. Is a team that's been disappointing. They they finally put it together last week against the terrible team that we just talked about. I think we could put it together for a week against UNLV. That's the thing. They they were they were Vegas baby. Uh, what stays and what goes what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and hopefully that terrible performance by UNLV will be part of that. Having said that, this number seems low to me. I think it's, we're basing a lot on Baylor dominating KU. Okay, well, I got okie doked by KU thinking they were better than they were, but Baylor just beat the hell out of that team. I, I think at the end of the day, that means nothing to me. This Iowa State team still head and shoulders better than the Bears. You know what? I think they show it. Give me, just give me the favorites. Iowa State minus seven. I'll take it. I agree. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite, and I'm treating Baylor exactly the same way I treated Rutgers. If your best win is arguably against Texas State, I'm throwing all of your stats out the window because you've played absolutely nobody. You think the Texas State game is bigger than KU? I'm saying that you can make an argument either way because every team stinks on that schedule. There's really no uh, impressive win there, and I roasted Rutgers for doing the same thing. So Baylor is 3-0. I think it's fool's gold. Iowa State struggled against Northern Iowa, but the Iowa games are always weird. They won anyway. Iowa might just be very good. So I, I don't give them a pass for that, but it's understandable they lost that game. And they right. killed UNLV. So I'll go with Iowa State because Baylor, like Rutgers, until I see them actually match up against a competent team, let alone a ranked team in the spot, I'm going to fade them. So I'm going to go with Iowa State. I like the under. Iowa State's offense isn't very good, and I think Baylor's offense is only good because of the level of competition or lack thereof. I think Iowa State's defense shows up for this one. Yeah, I tend to, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. And, you know – for, for all the problems that Iowa State had against Iowa, stopping the run was not one of those problems. And this is a, this is a team in Baylor that is they gonna, love to run the ball. They're going to look to run the football. So I just think they're going to hit I just think they're going to hit a wall and a lot like a lot of those run first teams, if you can't run, they're lost. And then Pretty those much. teams pin their ears back and rush a, comp, uh, a passer who's probably not very good. I've got Iowa State here as well. Um, if you want to, if you want to score, I'll go with twenty-seven seventeen. I don't think they get that much. I I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with thirty-one ten. Okay, fair enough. Give me the under forty-seven and a half. Also. Yep. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Notre Dame, Scott, heading to uh, Camp Randall up there. Nope, they're going to Chicago. What's that? Oh, that's right. That game is in, in uh, Soldier Field? Wrigley Field. Where's it, where are they playing it? It's definitely not Wrigley Field, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they, didn't they try that? They played a couple bowl games there, right, and didn't go that well. 
Uh, as far as I know, they always do the one Yankee Stadium. You had the Wisconsin game in Lambeau a couple years ago against UNL, against uh, not UNLV, sorry, uh, LSU. Uh, but for this matchup, it is taking place in. Uh, sorry, let me just look this up. It is taking place in. Well, ESPN's not even telling me. Thank you, ESPN. Really appreciate okay. it. Okay. Good looking out. I was looking forward. They just skipped the name of the uh, stadium. So I think it is. I, I, it has to be Soldier Field. I'm assuming it is, but thank you for leaving that out, ESPN. I appreciate it. Thank you for leaving that out. Does this number seem weird to you? Yes. I think this line makes no sense. Now, it factors in the fact that Wisconsin has a, had a bye week last week, so they mm -hmm. had an extra prep week, which I do think is factoring into this number. With that being said – Cohen's been bad the last couple of weeks. I would still rather have Cohen than Mertz, who I think is absolutely atrocious. Now, Wisconsin's defense is elite. It's a great unit. And you can make an argument they should have beaten Penn State. So you're looking at a number 18 team that would probably be top 10 if they did not blow the game against Penn State. And Notre Dame's been clawing for the first two weeks, then won more comfortably against Purdue, who I think is actually a decent team. I'm taking the points. I can't lay that many points with Wisconsin if I think the quarterback's a liability. Yeah, I get that. I'm. I'm. Uh, are, you, are you? Are you worried about this Notre Dame run defense at all? I definitely think it's not ideal, but Wisconsin is a physical team that loves to run it up the middle. Their play calling is not exactly creative, which is the problem I have with Paul Christ, but. I really just think if you stack the box against Wisconsin and you force Mertz to throw the ball 20-plus times a game, they're screwed. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame because I just think they're going to stack the box. You? Okay. Well, and that was a they, – they did a nice job against Purdue. They gave up just 2.3 yards per carry against Purdue. They did a, uh, a little better. Toledo uh, also has the dual quarterback system with the running quarterback in there, so they can mm -hmm. throw some wrinkles – Wisconsin has, has none of that. Mertz can't run, so he's got no mobility at all. I think that he's a stiff, and I think he's going to struggle. So if, if Notre Dame was favored, I'd probably take Wisconsin. But since Wisconsin's favored, I'm going to take the dog here. I think this is a war. I think it's going to be a hideous game, which is why it should be in Soldier Field, because that's what every Bear game looks like. But I'm looking at the under. I think this has 2017 written all over it. You? I will take. I I will join you in taking Notre Dame. I'm I'm going to take the points there. I just I'm just not laying points. I'm with you. I'm not laying points with the Wisconsin team. I think it's going to be a little more of a shootout than you anticipate. So I'm going to go the opposite direction there on the total. You can. I'm just traumatized by both quarterbacks during my time at Wisconsin. So I, I want nowhere near the over on that spot. I don't blame you, man. That's a that's it's it's a really. I saw game. both of them play in person. You know how hard that was to do for three-plus hours on two separate Saturdays? You were still there when Mertz was there? Uh, yeah, Mertz was there for one year. I think he filled in for a game or two, but I did see him play live. Mm. Sorry, bud. It happens. Tennessee, Rocky Top, buddy, headed to uh, Gainesville. Take on the Florida Gators. Gators minus 20. 63 is the number here. Scott, at the beginning of the season, we thought Tennessee maybe be a little better. I didn't. Apparently, well, after, the, after I'm just saying, uh, you know, they uh, played well, well against F FAU. That and, first half against Bowling Green, they really looked like they were going to do something. Well, that's, that's 
That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this team's any good. I thought this team would win four to five games, and that's probably where they're heading. I actually think this team got better with Milton being out because I think both of us would have agreed that Hendon Hooker is just the better player. I don't even think it's close because I actually liked Hooker when he was at Virginia Tech. Right. But this Tennessee team with Heifel, this defense stinks. Uh, Florida in the swamp gave Bama a run for their money. They run the ball really well. Do I think Tennessee is going to stop the run? No. They have a bunch of points to Pittsburgh. They can't play defense. I like the over, but I also like Florida. I think Florida is a good team, and I think they'll end up scoring 40. So I like the over. You? I, this Tennessee defense is useless. I, I, don't, I don't know how they're supposed to compete against competent offenses. I'll join you on the over. I'm just not sure Florida's going to have an answer for hookers running. Okay. Um, I will I will look for this number to get to the key. I'll see if I'll see if we can get it. I don't I don't think it's getting to seventeen. No, I want to go the other way. I want I want Tennessee in twenty one. I know. I'm saying if you wanted to make a stance on Florida, I don't think it's getting to seventeen. No, I think it's going to go the other way. I think it's yeah. going I think it's going to go Florida's direction. I think I think I as a Tennessee backer, I think I may get twenty one by game time. Well, it should go in Florida's direction. They. Lost to Bama by two in a primetime game. That's what I'm saying. That's and I and I think people are going to overreact to that. By the way, because it was a game Bama completely controlled the first half. So yeah, I don't know if it's overreacting or Florida's just good, but I think Florida's a lot better than Tennessee. We can agree on that. All right, and you and I are both playing the over there. I can't take the under with the Tennessee hypo team. Yep, good enough. Akron heading to Ohio State. O H I O Scott. Why does Akron do this to themselves? I know, I know. I guess I guess they don't have to spend a lot on gas. I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's fairly close. 49. 49, Scott. 68 is the number. Is I see the, a hook on that. I see 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Okay. Well, you know where I'm going on this one? That changes everything. Give me the zips. Yeah, got to. Well, first of all, Ohio State's using a backup quarterback. Because Stroud's most likely not going to play. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's emergency use only. Yeah, which means against Akron, you can save him for a week because he's not playing against Akron. They're not breaking that glass. No, now Ohio State's defense is bad. We know this, but Akron's offense is next level bad. So I do think Ohio State's defense might look pretty decent for once this season. I just have to like the under because with a backup quarterback and just with more important games on the horizon, who cares? I mean, Ohio State's going to score 40-something points. I'm not denying that. Akron might score a couple points. They scored, what, 10 against Auburn? Mm-hmm. So they can score in garbage time. But I'm going to look at the under. I'm going to look at Ohio State. I see a 49-10 game, something like that. I think so. that's legit. I, I just don't say – those gigantic numbers like that, they haven't been very profitable so far this season, by the if way. If Stroud was playing, I might consider it. But with a backup quarterback, you could make another case for Akron. Are you I don't really have any cases for Ohio State. Are you surprised the line's gone up a half a point after Stroud's been announced out? Unless you want to make the argument that there's now a quarterback controversy if Stroud's out for long term, but I doubt it. So, no. Uh, I think Henderson's a really good running back for Ohio State, but they might – overly rely on him with the backup quarterback, which should eat up some clock. It really comes down to when Ohio State wants to stop trying. Yeah, that's about right. Clemson, North Carolina State. Clemson number nine in the country traveling to take on the Wolfpack. Ten-point favorites are the Tigers, and 47 is the number. 
another number in the 40s. Scott, this is really, it really comes down to it now. Is it, is it, it's conference play for real for Clemson. They opened with Georgia Tech. Didn't look good, obviously, as we talked about earlier against Georgia Tech. Is this Clemson team, dare we say it, not very good, or have they just got off to a slow start? Well, we talked about it earlier briefly. You lost so many key pieces on offense. You lost Rodgers, your best receiver. You lost Lawrence, who was allegedly a generational talent, but he was great in college. Right. You lost ETN, who was your best running back, who I always thought was overrated, but he's still very good. Now you replace all those guys with people who are already on the roster but aren't nearly as talented, and I'm not shocked the offense is struggling. So, no, I think the team's just not very good right now. Now NC State's a team I loved in the preseason. I thought they were a top 25 team. Then they burned me against Mississippi State as they looked awful in that game. But they're getting too many points here. I'm going to take NC State. And if you want a long shot money line parlay option, I do think a sprinkle on NC State has merit. You? Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I'm, I'm. Clemson might win the game because shocker, it's not a hot take to pick Clemson to win, but I do think that part of the line in every game they play is the assumption that Dabo is going to get the team back on track. And the truth is this team is not even close to as good as the teams have been for the previous decade. I think it starts at the quarterback position. It was a, it was a guy that I was high on DJ, but apparently I was wrong because he's been terrible. Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't, I, yeah. I just didn't see enough of a sample size to, 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 to warrant that much hype. I'm going to play the wolf pack here too, bud. And, and we could be fantastically, spectacularly wrong because the wolf pack really hasn't beat anyone this season. I'll live with it. You're at home. Crowd's going to be up for it. But the issue I have with Clemson is let's just say that NC State's defense, which we know is pretty good. I know they lost their best linebacker in Peyton Willis, but still, you know, a defense is pretty solid. If Clemson can barely, if not even reach 20 points against Georgia Tech, if NC State scores 14 points in this game, you might be good, as crazy as that sounds. Mm, possible. So I, I can't take Clemson here. I got to go with NC State. I don't know if you agree with the money line play. I'm, I'm not going to play it personally. No, but I don't if, you, that. if you do want to sprinkle on a three-pick dog money line parlay for college football, which some people do in the Twitter sphere, I do think NC State's a decent option. Okay. I've got, I've got over in this, too. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's so difficult with these NFL totals in college. It's, it's kicking my ass. I'm going to go with the under All right. just because I can't take an over with Clemson. I can't do it. All right. Arkansas down in Jerry World. Our, Jerry, co-captain of the Arkansas National Championship team, by the way, Scott. You I think that? you mean Arkansas. Arkansas. <sighs> Texas A&M, number seven in the nation, taking on the 16th-ranked Hoggies. A&M, minus five and a half, 47 and a half, of course. I see, him, I see him mostly down to five or four and a half. Okay. Uh, I'll make that correction at, what do you see it? Where do you see the most of? Um, five. Five it is. All right. Arkansas, Scott, are they back? Uh, apparently. Uh, the thing about Texas A&M is that this team was awful against Colorado, won anyway, but the starting quarterback got injured in about the first quarter, and they relied on a guy who wasn't ready to play. Last week, they dominated. The only problem is we could also dominate against New Mexico's defense. That doesn't mean absolutely – that means absolutely nothing. Right. I'm taking Arkansas. And I mentioned the sprinkle on NC State money line. I don't mind Arkansas money line here because 
The crowd's into it. Top 10 team coming to town. It's going to be one of Arkansas's biggest games of the season. I don't think A&M is that good. The defense is good. The offense isn't. And Arkansas with Jefferson, who can run, has really surprised me. And I do think that their coach has done a great job of rebuilding the program. I like Arkansas. I think that there's a reason why money keeps coming in on the Razorbacks. I'm going to side with the Hogs. You? It's tempting. It's tempting after watching them dismantle Texas to just go ahead and jump on, and jump on the hog train. I just don't know if A&M's backup quarterback is any good because New Mexico, you can toss out. The Colorado game was brutal, man. That game was awful. Yeah, and that Colorado team is not great. They can't score at all, that Colorado team. No, so. they can't. It's but Texas A&M, I'm with you with the backup quarterback. Is uh, so far hasn't shown me much, Scott. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked good against New Mexico, but that doesn't mean anything to me. No, like New Mexico I mean, State scored a couple touchdowns against New Mexico. So. Well, I mean, or you can take it to mean that it made all the difference in the world for him to get the first team reps during the week and know he was going to start and everything like that. So well, I looked at to... A&M last week, so I think that factored in, but they had, the spread was 30. They gave up no points. They only scored 34. I'm not right. impressed by that offensive showing against New Mexico. Well, they they did. T- I think they they took their foot off the gas in the in the second half. They were up twenty four nothing at halftime. Eh, I, I think Arkansas has got value here. All right, you know what? Just to keep things interesting, you're taking A and M to be different. I am. I, I this is this is a real this is close for me. I, I want to believe in Arkansas. I I kind of like that team. I think that team's got a chip on their shoulder. I think it's very possible they have a chip, but they sure look like they had a chip on their shoulder uh, against Texas. No question about it. I'm going to play the under 47.5 along with A&M minus the five. Where are you at on the total? I think that this total is close to where it should be, but I'm going to agree. I don't think A&M's offense is any good. I think Arkansas is going to win 23-20. We've got A&M 21-10. Okay. Good de- I think that defense is going to be the best Arkansas I've seen. So let me get this straight. You're saying you were torn on taking Arkansas, but then you picked A&M to win by double digits? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. I've, I've, I've come around. I've come, I come around. I come around on the quarterback. I think this might be an upset-heavy weekend. Maybe just a hunch. Uh, probably not going to come in this next game, Scott. Villanova heads across the state to take on Penn State. They playing basketball? Mm, unfortunately not. Give me Penn State. <laughs> like, no, but – uh, what do you think of this Penn State team? I know that I don't want to go into that long of a discussion on it. They beat Auburn in a game where the referees were trying to basically hand Auburn extra chances. Is Penn State better than we thought they were? Yes, they're better than I thought they were. I, I didn't think – I was not that impressed with them. I still but. think they should have lost to Wisconsin, so maybe that's why I kind of have a bitter taste when thinking about the upside of this team. But – I'm sorry, what's the number you got on that one? I got minus 27 and a half, and, the, and I've only got it at, at the alleged five dimes, kind of that, that uh, opening tester line. So Let me see what I got here. I'm not uh, sure how legit that is. but they Penn already... State, I do not have a line. So Yeah, that's the only one I've got a line on right now. So I'm going to see if I can find anything else, but I'm going to go with Penn State. Villanova is a pretty good FCS team. Penn State's a pretty good FBS team. Mm-hmm. I'll take Penn State. Yeah, the Villanova team. They're they fine. Are, they are know? traditionally not very good. I was gonna say they're. I think they're okay this year. They're not a world beater or anything. So you don't have to worry about a 
South Dakota State performance. I if think you're the if you're the world, you don't have to worry about it. Pretty much. They're three and zero, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Villanova's not that bad this year, but Penn State's good as they an FBS school. Flat rolled up Lehigh and Bucknell. Can't believe the I can't believe the Bison didn't have anything uh, better to showcase. Hard to believe. Uh, is it going to be white out? Is it blue out? What are we doing? Uh, I think there's just going to be fans there. Okay. Uh, I'll take I'll take Penn State in the under. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was easy. All right, very good. And next up on the schedule, oh, God. <laughs> this just gets more fun every every game, Scott. Colorado State heading to Iowa City. Take on the Hawkeyes. Iowa minus 23. Can I interest you in 45 as the total, Scott? Speaking of quarterbacks we have no confidence in, Colorado State jumped up and bit a lot of us last week. Bit, bit up my team total a little bit, or my win total, I should say. What do you, uh, what, what, what do we make of this Rams team? Was that just a one-off against Toledo? They won the game without scoring an offensive touchdown. I don't know if it was a lookhead for the Ball State game the following week, but Toledo was awful. Awful, a team that really we not looked like say. a lot. But Colorado State's offense stunk too, so it wasn't like the offense moved the ball. I'm taking Iowa. I think Iowa I kills this team. You know who's got a defense is the Iowa, Iowa. Hawkeyes. If, yeah. if you can't, if you can't score an offensive touchdown against Toledo. In the glass bowl, you're probably not going to do well up there in Hawkeye Nation. And if you're going to make an argument, well, Kent State scored against Iowa. Yes, Kent State has a pretty good offense for a group of five school. Colorado yeah. State has no quarterback. I'll take Iowa. They might win by a shutout, to be honest with you. I think that this game has 35 nothing, 35-3 written all over it. I'm going with Iowa in the under. It's really, really threading the needle to take Iowa and an under 45. I think you might agree with me, though, that Colorado State's going to contribute basically nothing in this game. You can you can take the over; it makes sense because it is threatening the I just needle. Don't, I just don't see how they score. I I, I just don't I, see. I can't. I don't I don't think they're going to score. If you yeah, wanted but, to make a shutout prediction for like one team this right. week, I think Iowa is a good guess. Like in soccer, when you can bet to nil. Yeah, like the uh, the nil nil detector or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. West Virginia heading to Norman to take on the Sooners, Scott. 16 and a half is the number 58 is your total. I hate this Oklahoma team so much. There's just nothing but a big bag of red disappointment, are they? And I didn't like them really going into the year. That's why I picked Iowa State to win the conference. Now, Iowa State's underperformed too up to this point, but the point is I was not sold on Rattor. I don't think he's very good. And they struggled against Tulane. Uh, they struggled against Nebraska offensively. Uh, do I think West Virginia is any good? They, they ended up beating Virginia Tech. I'll give them props on that. But I'm going to hold my nose and take Oklahoma. I'm, I'm not thrilled, but West Virginia won the game they wanted to. They go on the road. Maybe I'm just waiting for Oklahoma to actually wake up one week. They, sh- they should win this game by 20-plus. They should. So, I'll right. go with Oklahoma. All right. I'm still not sold. I don't blame you. You can, you can make a case either way. I'm not sold on the Alex Grinch defense. I've got West Virginia and the over 58. Okay, I see 56. You have 50, is it down to 56? Yeah, I see it down to 56. Great. I'll, I'll, I'll be patient and let that number continue to plummet then. I'm going to disagree with you completely. I'll take Oklahoma in the under. All right. 
I think if you stop Whitey Brown, I think West Virginia's offense completely falls apart. And do you think they can do that? Yeah, I think Oklahoma will do a pretty good job of stopping the run. Okay. We shall see, my friend. We shall see indeed. Uh, coming down the home stretch here, the Oregon Ducks entertain the Arizona Wildcats. 28 and a half is the number. Just give, just give me Oregon. I'm, I'm not, not going to spend much time. Arizona, they're terrible. You can argue about a look ahead. It's Oregon's first conference game of the season, and they just played against Stony Brook last week. They already had the break, the day, the week off. They're going to bury this team. <laughs> this is going to be really ugly. I'm going to go the other way. Really? I think it's just too many points. I think Oregon ends up playing with their food. They just Nobody don't... circles the wagons like the Arizona Wildcats. They just don't seem to be good with putting teams away. I'll take Oregon – I mean, I'll take Arizona and the over 58 and a half as Arizona ends up putting up uh, uh, 24-27. So like I'm going to go with Oregon and the under. I'll disagree with you again. Arizona st- Arizona could barely score against Northern Arizona. I got no faith in this offense. I think Oregon wins handily. Was it the Lumberjacks? Uh, yes, I believe so. Arizona. Man, you know, I thought once we get into conference play, maybe some of these numbers would calm down a little bit. They scored 19 points against Northern Arizona. 19. I know. Northern Arizona is sneaky good. Yeah, okay. Number two, Georgia. Playing the number seven ranked Vanderbilt. No, I'm sorry. That's not correct. Maybe in the SEC number 12 ranked Vanderbilt. (laughs) Number, Number seven ranked FCS team Vanderbilt Commodores. Georgia. Georgia, 35, Scott. 35-point favorites in this one. So that's basically saying the predicted score in this is 44-9 to in favor of the Bulldogs. I think the team total's right. I think think Vanderbilt scores less than 10. They should. I think Sears is actually an okay quarterback, but I can't take Vandy. I can't. Georgia's one of the only two teams I can picture winning the title this year. Like, they should kill Vandy. Mm -hmm. I saw them kill UAB. UAB is probably better than Vandy. So, I'm going to go with Georgia. You? Uh, I mean, you took a a shot there with Arizona, and you took a shot with UMass. You going to make it the, the trifecta there and go for Vandy? No, it, well, it would it would have to it would have to be uh, the the superfecta because of what I'm about to do next. So, oh boy, <laughs> I'll take I'll, all right. I'll lay the number. I've I've got to pick one of these teams to lay a big number with. I'll lay it with Georgia. I lo- I love their defense. Does that help? Uh, it helps if you like the under Vanderbilt. I don't think they're going to get to ten. I'm still not sure Georgia can cover, but I certainly can't bet on a team that I don't think is going to get the double digits. If they do, it's garbage time. So of course, so I'll take I'll take Georgia, I'll thread the needle, Scott. I'll lay thirty five and take under fifty three. I'm gonna agree with you. All right, now now I'm worried. Cool. All right. So, by the way, if you're looking for a, another money line sprinkle, there Vanderbilt, not the choice I'd go with. That ain't it. I mean, I doubt you can get a money line number on that game. Well, somewhere you can. I'm sure one book will give you only Vandy money line, and Georgia's nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want there. Oh, you could you could lay Georgia minus, you know, ten thousand or something. Yeah, take a teaser of twenty three points. There you go. Southern Miss headed to Alabama. It's going to take on the Crimson Tide, the number one ranked team in the country. 
Is this just a punishment spot for Southern Miss? Bama sucks in these spots. <laughs> they never cover the full game numbers. And on the bright side, it's not 50. So maybe Bama can cover because they're terrible when they lay 50. But I, I've seen this Southern Miss team play. This offense is so bad. I know. They're it's awful. It's terrible. And I got to watch them play last week because I had Troy. So I saw it. It's a sight. It's not a pretty one, but it's a sight. Bam. Oh, God. Uh, Bama. I can't. I no. saw Southern Miss play. I Don't can't do, do it. it. I can't do it. All right. So the Southern Miss is that bad offensively. I can't lay do in it. the 40, lay in the biggest number on the board. Look I at can't. you. I can't. After, I actually think Saban might get his team up for this after they almost blew the Florida game. Well, sure, they'll be up for it. They win 42 to 3. That's up eh. for it. No, okay. but Saban's going to go through. Second half last week, remember that? They're going to win by 90. No, I think they'll win the game. I just don't think Southern Miss is going to score. This team's mm -hmm. offense is actually that bad. In real life, if you want to play this game, play the first half. Yeah, pretty much. This is a home game for Bama. They're dressing everybody. They're probably dressing 130 kids. I know Robinson, the starting running back, is probably not going to play. But they have 45 different good running backs on the bench, so it's not like it matters. Okay. Total, 58. I'm taking the under. I don't think Southern Miss is going to score a touchdown. All right, very good. Well, at least on that, we agree, buddy. All right, very good. That's going to do it for our top 25 preview. And now, Scott, it just comes down to it. We'll take a look and see what you and I have conjured up for this weekend, our very best three plays. Again, we pushed last week. Congratulations. But I still have the honors. Uh, you're away. Losers walk. Cool. So the first one, I'm going to start off with the game we just talked about. It's a quarter bet. I'm taking Alabama first quarter minus 10 and a half against Southern Miss at minus 105 on DraftKings. Alabama in three games this season has outscored its opponents 45 to three in the first quarter this season. Right. Southern Miss, I watched them play against Troy. They have a backup quarterback playing who's going to play the second straight week. Keys was awful against Troy. 16 for 27, 157 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. The entire Southern Miss team had 156 total yards of offense against Troy. They're not going to move the ball. Alabama should be able to blow past everybody on the outside Young had a pretty good game last week, but it was a little bit quiet in the second half. I think he'll probably go for four touchdowns, most of it early. I think Bama's up 14-0, arguably in the first eight minutes of this game. But Southern Miss, they might not get a first down until the second quarter. So I'm going with Alabama first quarter, minus 10 and a half. Okay. What do you think? I know you hate quarter bets, but – no, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't hate them. They're very, I mean, you wanted the first half, so we're looking at a similar story. Here. A very good opportunity. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. It's uh, the the problem with the quarters. So the miss gets the ball first, and then they kill right. some clock, and you right. know, get it. That's that's so, my that's my problem with playing the first quarter bet. Um, that's why you, I like. You know how many rushing yards they had against Troy last week? Seventeen. Negative one. Nice. That's, that's <laughs> they can't move the ball. Yeah, I think I think Bama's up fourteen nothing. Yeah, so Bama may finally find a rushing game they can stop. That'll be nice. Maybe. All right, Scott, I'm going to take a look. Uh, my first game is going to be the Army-Miami of Ohio game. We're going to play the over 49. 
Yeah, Miami of Ohio Redhawks didn't do a great job of stopping the run versus Cincinnati or Minnesota. Not a good look as the Black Knights come to town. I look for uh, Gabbert and company to be behind all day long and chasing Army through the air. People have bet Army unders all year, and they just because the team runs and like, well, they're gonna they're gonna grind the clock and they're not blah blah blah. But the thing is, they average, you know, seven yards a play. So they. I mean, if you if UConn could score garbage time touchdowns against this team, then I'm sure Miami, Ohio can. That's what I'm saying. I think forty. I think forty nine is a great number. I'm on it. Cool. So my second one is not going to be a spread. It's actually on a money line. I like Louisville on the money line minus one nineteen on Bet Online. Louisville beat UCF at home in that thrilling game on Friday by seven points. Now a couple of guys got injured. I know Cunningham was cramping in the fourth quarter. However, since they did play on Friday, they do pick up the extra day of rest, which should allow a decent amount of Louisville's players that are banged up to suit up. So I think Cunningham's going to play. Cornell reports he's going to play in this game. Florida State is so bad. There's really no other way to describe it. They lost to Jacksonville State at home. We already know that game. But they've played against two FBS teams this season. They played Notre Dame, and they played Wake Forest. Wake Forest killed them last week as Wake Forest won by 21. Louisville's also 4-1 ATS in the last five meetings. I don't think Louisville's defense is any good, but I know Florida State's defense stinks. And if Cunningham could torch UCF's defense, he should be able to torch the Seminoles' defense. Give me the money line at minus 119 on bet online. That feels like a gift. Okay, very good. Uh Do you also think that line's too low? I saw the spread around 1.5 or 2.5. I don't understand why people would bet on florida state i'm just tired of being wrong on louisville so that's fair enough yes i, I we've been right we've been right about florida state all year long though true. so that is that is true we we have done very well not overestimating florida state's competence so i i do like it from that angle this is a bad florida state team and i hope that the uh I hope Manny Diaz enjoys his last season at Florida State. I hope he gets to complete it. He may not. Well, Manny Diaz is at Miami. You have or, Norvell at Florida State. I mean, Norvell. Sorry. I, I get him. I get him they're they're both terrible. It they're doesn't matter. Su- they're both terrible. They're in such a, uh, a head-to-head race to see who gets launched first. Um, yeah, but I'm going to Louisville. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm going to play Boston College plus a point at home against the Missouri Tigers. The Missouri Tigers team – can't stop the run not at all not under any circumstances and I think the Boston College Eagles while not a great team I think they're good enough to run it down Mizzou's throat uh this is a team that averages five five and a half yards per carry on the season uh Pat Garwo he's the man you know Pat Garwo Scott I do not Pat Garwo the third averages 6.6 yards per carry I think they're just going to pound him all day or day. And uh, Mizzou. Well, they kind of have to because they got a backup quarterback now. I don't care about that. I, I, I like Djurkovic, I and I, I know he's out, but uh, Grossell's done okay. He's, yeah. he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been awful. Well, I'm saying that would support your theory that they're going to try to run the ball even more than they normally would. I don't, it's, like throw, it's like pitching. It's like throwing a strike to Sal Perez. I don't understand why any team would ever throw a pass against Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Uh, this run defense has shown absolutely no ability to stop until they do. I'm going to fade them. Give me Boston College at home plus a point over the Missouri Tigers. Cool. And for my last one, I'm going to take a team that actually burned me about two weeks ago. I'm taking Buffalo. 
mm. minus 13 at Old Dominion, and that's available at minus 116 on Bet Online. First of all, every other book has 13 and a half, so I'll take the free half point. Buffalo, I watched the Nebraska game. They lost handily on the scoreboard, but that game was actually pretty close for about two quarters. So I think Buffalo's defense is pretty good. They also almost beat Coastal last week, and we both know how good Coastal actually is. Old Dominion's played against two FBS teams this season. They played against Wake Forest and the Liberty Biberty. They lost each of those games by at least 28 points. Buffalo can run the ball. We know that. We know Van Trees a pretty good quarterback. If you're getting killed by Wake Forest and Liberty by 28-plus points, I think Buffalo can beat you by at least 14. Old Dominion's allowing 173 rushing yards per game against FBS teams, which ranks 80th in the nation. Buffalo's averaging 198.5 rushing yards per game against FBS teams, which ranks 29th. I think Marks is going to go for 150, 200 yards. I think Buffalo coasts. Give me Buffalo yep, minus 15. I think, I think that's a good play. I think that's, I think that's a solid play as well. My last play, Scott, is going to be the Dayton Flyers, minus nine and a half. I was looking no. for this line, and I couldn't find it. So you beat me to it. Well, I've got, I've got the grid, and I, and I will say in fairness, now they're playing the Presbyterian Blue Hose. Now, you guys remember last week I had the Presbyterian over, and I kind of chuckled about that when I was telling you our results because the line – they're, they're hard to find right up until game time. And sometimes, depending on who uses a book, they're hard to find at all because not, not everybody has all the FCS games. So we are giving the only line we have available that's available that is at five dimes. We realize it's a book. It's not available in America, but it's the only number there is right now. And it is an absolute steal. If you can get this, if you hear my voice and you can make this play. Well, just for the record, after you play. say what the line is, can you yep. maybe express what the ceiling would be that you take the line? Okay. Well, Just right it now easier. it's Dayton minus nine and a half. Okay. Scott, normally you talk about a ceiling. You'd say I'd play that up to fourteen, maybe up to thirteen and a half. I would play this thirty up to up <laughs> up up. To, I was going to say up to twenty four, but okay. it, 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 north of twenty four, I'd have to think about it. I, I know we said play. earlier in the week. I'd assume the spread would be around twenty eight or something against right. competent F FCS teams. Correct. I think around twenty eight is probably the ceiling you're looking for. Agreed. Scott, it is hard to express to you how bad this Presbyterian team was last week. I watched, of that three-hour and 15-minute game, I probably watched two and a half hours of it. And they were world-class dreadful. Just just awful. Remind me how many points, again, they lost by as about nine-point underdogs last week? They were nine-point underdogs last week. They lost 73 to nothing. I think it was 72. But the 70, point is, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to sell them short. They got, they got buried. That's all that matters. Uh, it just it wasn't good. It, it it wasn't good at all. They they moved the ball a little bit early. How many scholarship players do they have, by the way? None. It's not a scholarship program. Yeah, I know. That's kind of a problem, isn't it? It it is. They did very well against other non-scholarship teams to start the season. In fact, they put up a, again 150 points in their first two games. They're still averaging. Scott, this is one of those things. If you want to make a case for it, you can go. Uh, Presbyterian is averaging 50 points per game. Mm -hmm. And that would not be a true look at this Blue Host team. I love Kevin Kelly. I love what he's doing. I think he's going to be a success at the college ranks if they give him a shot. I'm not sure this is the shot. Presbyterian, uh, I, wouldn't, I don't hate the over either. I think Dayton may get there again all by themselves. 63 is the number. But I think, I think Dayton minus nine and a half, that's a gift, Scott. That's just a layup. 
I don't know how you can lose by 72 and keep the line where it was last week. Insanity. Doesn't it's, make any sense. It's insanity. Because you can make an argument that Dayton is at least as good as Campbell. If Dayton was 17 or 25, I wouldn't even react. I'd be like, okay, that's still too low. Yep, absolutely. But, that's yeah, the, I agree. That's the steal of the week right there. So, it's just a matter of what's, what that number is going to be when, when it's accessible. So For the record, I was going to take Dayton if I found a line for it. I didn't, so I went elsewhere. Scott asked me what the line was before the show. I wouldn't tell him. Yep, pretty much. I said, you'll find out pretty soon, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all's, all's fair in, uh, in love and football picking, bud. All right, so just to recap, uh, we're going to play the Army Miami of Ohio over 49, play Boston College plus the point against Mizzou, and we're going to play the Dayton Flyers minus 9.5 against the Presbyterian Blue Hose. And my three are going to be Alabama first quarter, minus 10.5 and minus 105 on DraftKings. Louisville money line at minus 119 on bet online and Buffalo minus 13 at minus 116 on bet online. All right. Very good. And that's going to do it for our week four edition of the college football preview show. We appreciate you guys checking us out. Don't forget to drop us comment, like subscribe, rate review, all that stuff, wherever you pick us up for myself and for Scott Reichel for the whole team over here at winners and Winers. Once again, thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you next time on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everybody.